Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Baylor Club. Thank you for that wonderful club that you are and the panoramic views of, of McLean Stadium. And, um, boy, speaking of panoramic views, this man was in Mobile, Alabama, Senior Bowl activities. Eric Edholm uh, is uh, a man in high demand, especially when it comes to the draft and Senior Bowl. The draft expert for uh, for Yahoo Sports, and uh, he joins us now. Eric, um, welcome back. It's um, this is it's got to be fun to be. I mean, you're 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 monitoring this all, you know all the time, but it, it really does seem like, especially with the pandemic, kind of finally getting better at least in the south parts of the south we never have acknowledged it even existed but it had to be nice to see uh, a huge amount of media and uh i i think i saw maybe uh nagy said there were like 900 requests or something like that did it did it seem like business as usual in mobile not quite i mean on the one hand it was my first work trip in forever i don't i mean i may have done one and i forgot about it but i think it was really my first one since combine 2020 and then the world changed obviously but i i missed senior bowl last year can't went this year there were still plenty of COVID restrictions you know there was some limitations as far as interviewing the players and things like that but still a lot you can accomplish down there without uh without doing some of those things. So, yeah, it was a good week. We got we got rained on all thir- or Wednesday, I should say, but uh, we, we trudged through and uh, made a week of it. Did you not just jump on, go across the, across the country and, and head straight to uh, L.A.? I mean, you are a man. I think that's where we uh, ended up meeting all those years ago is, is going somewhere on like a media bus at a right. – uh, at a Super Bowl, do you uh, yep. do you just kind of leave that to other folks at this point and just focus on the draft, or do you ever kind of like to show up in whatever Super Bowl city is hosting? Yeah, I've covered some Super Bowls in the past, as you know, uh, but not this year. I wasn't in the cards, so I, I think uh, you know, given the snowfall here in Chicago, my 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 wife might have left me by the time I came back from LA. But yeah, so I'll be uh, I'll be working from the homestead, and uh, we've got okay. a big crew out there in LA who are. Uh, we're doing a bang up job in my in my stead. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know they're they're doing they're doing a good work here. I mean, I was looking at your Twitter. You've been jumping on all sorts of things here, uh, talking about the uh, the Senior Bowl. Now, of course, our audience, uh, the Baylor flagship station, uh, Baylor sends. By the way, did you see, I, I know you saw some of the invitations go out to the combine. Another ev- event you really enjoy and you always go to seven Baylor Bears. Eric, yeah. I mean that's that, that's a um, I, that's unheard of, even during the uh, peak years of the Bryles uh, uh, regime when things were rolling. I, they weren't getting th- that level of invitation. So I think it says a lot about uh, what Matt Rule and then Dave Aranda have accomplished yeah. and uh, that they would get seven invitations. And it probably doesn't hurt that there were some good performances at the Senior Bowl. Now, uh, Jalen Petrie is someone – those of us that, that follow the Big 12 have known about for, for some time and uh, is just a tremendous player. But I think people wondered about him, okay, this is kind of a hybrid-type player, not really a true just safety, not a linebacker. What's he going to be in the NFL? What what did people, after the Senior Bowl, do you feel like people came away and did you come away with a little better feel for what Jalen Petrie could be in the NFL? Well, yeah, and I got to say, 
you know, you were the first one, not the first one, I don't know the first one, but you were, you were banging that drum one year ago when we did some radio. You said Jalen Petri, remember the name. And so I filed that one away and uh, watched him over the summer. So I had a pretty good feel of, of what kind of player he was coming into the year. Uh, had a great season and, and I thought really put his, his uh, best foot forward down there. I mean, like you said, for all the reasons, you know, not a, an exceptionally big defensive back, not one of these, you know, Range Rover type guys who, you know, can play up in the box and they can also play deep, but, you know, throw the measurables out for a little bit. His instincts are terrific. I mean, he broke on the ball and, uh, you know, quicker than almost any DB down there. I thought, and, you know, made some good tackles uh, when they went live and, you know, did well in the one-on-one portions where, you know, some safety types get a little crossed up in coverage. They're facing, you know, all SEC receivers and guys who, you know, had thousand yard seasons in college football. And, you know, I thought he acquitted himself really well down there. You're right. I mean, it's, it's almost at the point now where people are saying, Hey, is he that Buda Baker type, that Tyran Matthew type of guy, kind of your, you know, your Swiss army knife who can cover the slot. He can, you know, match up with a with a smaller tight end, or he can cover backs out of the backfield. He can blitz, and you know, it's it's really going to be up to the creativity of the defensive coordinator and the team that drafts him. But yeah, I thought he had a really really productive week down down there. All right, I like. I was looking at your winners and losers as well, and and of course the guy we just talked about, Jalen Petrie, ended up on your winners list, and 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 he is just a tremendous winning type player. Eric Edholm from mm-hmm. Yahoo joining us on the Matt Mosley show. I love it when you get a, a punter on there, by the way. I mean, no one <laughs> loves a good hang time like Eric Edholm. And uh, it, it looked like Jake Camardia appears to be a guy. I mean, who wouldn't you take from Georgia? How many? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's kind of remarkable. And, and, uh, that, and obviously, they just broke through and, and, uh, and won a national title. But uh, I love it. And by the way, did you see uh, at the uh, Combine, uh, University of Texas, our flagship uh, university here in the state, uh, they, they're sending two players to the combine, Eric, and one of them is a kicker. All right, so I, I think uh, I think Sark needs to get that thing going a little bit, but that it, right. it, it is kind of remarkable sometimes when you see who's sending players to to the combine and who's not. Yeah, yeah, those lists. I mean, you know, it's funny because you know, three hundred and. 20 some odd players get get invited there you do the quick math right there's only you know 260 or so draft picks so obviously a lot of guys who get invited will not be getting drafted and then there's the players who who aren't invited who you know there's in in a in a typical cycle i know COVID has kind of changed things a little bit uh but you know you'd have 25 or 30 players who weren't invited to the combine who do get drafted so it's not a a complete reflection of the state of a program. Plus, you know, uh, certain schools are going to have underclassmen stick around, things like that. But I think your assessment is pretty spot on there that, uh, you know, a one-time football factory, NFL football factory is uh, slowed production a little bit during these, uh, these, these wintry times. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's very, being very kind. Um, now <laughs> some of these other, uh, you know, I always tell these uh, GMs that I've known over the years and talent evaluators in the NFL, take the best uh, Baylor player on the board. The only one who really right. ever takes me up on that is Jeff Ireland, being the <laughs> former Baylor kicker that he is. Jeff uh, yeah. uh, there in New Orleans is always taking a peek, and if he can get a Baylor player, he's not opposed to doing that. Two uh, uh, players I wanted to get your take on. Abram Smith is an interesting one in himself because uh, 
he he went from running back to linebacker and actually was a really you know playing well as linebacker like a wasn't just kind of like oh let's see what he can do he was good and then they needed another Ebner is just not a a work well he is a workhorse he's just not a bell cow type back and they needed someone to take some of the heat off him and uh, yeah. somebody recommended uh, uh, Abram Smith and. Uh, and the rest is history. And the guy ended up having a tremendous year at Baylor. In fact, probably was considered one of the top five backs in the country if you go by stats and or whatever you choose to measure. Um, what are you seeing from him? Does any of that, his a little bit newness to it, show? Or does he look like a natural out there? Yeah, I was impressed. I mean, it, you know, it just – it, it was surprising because he wasn't on a lot of our radars, you know, I mean, and, and I think scouts started kind of buzzing about him around mid season. And, and, you know, obviously some had, had known a little bit of his background, you know, on the defensive side. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he looks like a guy who's been running the ball for a long time, looked very comfortable on the offensive side of the ball. This wasn't just an athlete who, who was put over there. You know, I think coming into the week, there was a little bit of concern. His hands measured a little bit smaller. This is hand size season, not just for quarterbacks. So we got to consider every, uh, every measurable we get, you know, but he, he caught the ball comfortably. You know, he had some, some burst to him and, you know, it just didn't go down. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've been to Mobile before, and the Senior Bowl isn't always like a showcase event for running backs. It's sort of, you know, you can see guys go in there and have kind of these, you know, nondescript weeks or whatever. But he was among a group of, of about four backs who I thought, you know, kind of separated themselves a little bit. So, yeah, his versatility, his toughness, you know, what looks like good vision for a player who's, you know, relatively new to the position, all things considered, just being able to be a – uh, a two-phase player, you assume he'll be, you know, competitive on special teams as well. Uh, you know, from October till now, I don't know there are too many guys who have helped raise their stock more than, than Abram Smith. Now, I don't know how high he's going to go, but it's one of those years at running back, Matt, where I don't, you know, you could make a case for three or four different backs being the, the, the best option at that position. And I don't think there's any clear cut, you know, guaranteed first round pick at that position. So, you know, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, RBs one through seven and really no order would shock me. So I think he's, he's kind of in that mix. I don't think he'll be the first or second back off the board, but I think he'll be, you know, a possibility for, for day two possibility for early day three is sort of where I would, you know, kind of peg him at this point. Interesting player for sure. All right, and uh, if you'll continue and indulge me down this Baylor road, uh, the yeah. the uh, uh, I thought J.T. Woods, they call him the heartbreak kid, if you ever want to use that, and uh, yeah. in, in a uh, in that in the game, which I know y'all focus more on the practices a lot of times, but he broke on a ball. It looked like late in the game that uh, somebody was going to be open around the goal line, and here comes J.T. Yeah. with a big time interception. Uh, he was just one of those guys that was always around the ball and always breaking up. And, again, I, I don't know what he exactly looked like on tape to you. I'll just say yeah. the, the guy had a nose for the football, and he also has a nose for the end zone, which uh, which you don't – you know, which I think always uh, probably scouts are, are somewhat interested in. Did J.T. Woods help himself uh, during the week? Yeah, and it, it, it was really an ascension. I, I have to admit, I didn't notice him a lot on Tuesday, you know, the first day of practice, but it's hard. It's, you know, my one set of eyes. I was the only guy from 
from Yahoo to go down there. Granted, I did talk to some scouts and, you know, other media guys who, who, you know, dream, go to bed thinking about the draft and wake up thinking about the draft. And, you know, his name really didn't come up early in the week. And then you started to see him, you know, kind of get his, his feet underneath him and get more comfortable. And, you know, it's tough, right? I mean, you're, even though they're playing very basic covered shells, it's cover one, cover two, cover three, that's all they run. You know, they, they just kind of install a few basic, uh, elements to get him ready for the game on Saturday. But the longer the week went on, the more he showed up. And in fact, that, that pick you're talking about, I actually made it to the bitter end of that game uh, while I was writing, but I thought it was Petrie. I really did. I, you know, is I, I, I think I even tweeted out Jalen Petrie. And then I realized, Oh, that was JT Woods. And so, yeah, I mean, his, you know, what I saw on tape was a, you know, a long rangy safety who can cover a lot of ground. I think he's going to test really well at the combine. I think he's, you know, and it's another position kind of like I was talking about with running back where, you know, there's, there's in, in at safety, there's Kyle Hamilton. There's, there's that one clear a number one option, kind of a generational type talent, but you, after him, I think you could make the case for a lot of different types who could end up in that late first, second round range. And I don't know how it's going to go, but I think he's, he's somewhat in the mix. He's sort of the, the Abram Smith of, uh, of safeties, if you will, where maybe he goes a little higher than people realize. So he's one I've, I made note of. There are about eight or nine guys that I thought, I want to see more of them after having watched him at the Sea Bowl, and he's one of them. I wouldn't say he had an incredible week, but I think he had a really very solid and respectable week, and he's, he's playing a position that, you know, in this day and age, you can, you can cover a lot of ground like he can, and you have that length to break up those, those 50-50 balls. There's a, there's a home for you in the NFL. All right, well, we'll save Tyquan Thornton for next time. All right, I, I right. just like having this many Bears to ask you about. It used to be one Baylor player and then, you know, some quarterbacks and talk about the rest of the league. But, uh, right. you know, our audience loves hearing about the Baylor players. I probably ha- have some some Longhorns and, and uh, Aggies that out there right now who wish I would ask more about those. But, Eric, that's why we have more time leading up to the draft and uh, yeah. we'll be anxious to hear your thoughts on everything coming out of the combine. Really appreciate it. Great to catch up with you. Yeah, you got to keep them wanting more, right? So we're looking forward to my next uh, appearance on the show. I'm happy to be here, but we'll be happy to come back anytime. We'll have lots to talk about in the next couple months. Okay, uh, I'm going to have my producer record that last part, uh, and uh, we will, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. we'll, <laughs> we're going to hold you to it. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Uh, right, enjoy buddy. Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you. You too, man. I appreciate it. There he goes. Eric Edholm, a uh, longtime friend and a uh, just a great talent evaluator for Yahoo.